I'm Nick Hennigan. This is Resonance 104.4 FM. Flipping marvellous. Also on uh, BohemianBritain.com and the London Literary We're everywhere, man. We're everywhere. And I'm actually in deepest, darkest London, in Fitzrovia, a place that if you haven't heard of, you should have, um, with Rebecca Hozak. Hello, Rebecca Hozak. Hello, it's Hossack. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was, I was <laughs> a fine old Scottish name. It is, although you're Australian originally. I'm from Australia, but it's Scottish. My grandparents immigrated from Glasgow. And of course, you're very well known in Fitzrovia and London for your art gallery and your fantastic uh, collections. But today, this is specifically an event to talk about the Fitzrovia Arts Festival, so, which sounds very exciting. Just tell us what it's about, how it came around and what's happening. Um, it's just so exciting to be launching it today after the 18 months of misery and the whole neighbourhood has come together. We're here in the Muse with a wonderful jazz band and all the events which um, are on for the coming week are free. And we have some of the best classical musicians in the world living in Fitzrovia and they are contributing their services. We've got concerts outside shops, we've got poetry readings, we've got walks, we've got all the talented people in Fitzrovia contributing. Everything has been done for nothing and I'm very proud of my gallery team who've worked so hard to organise it and to help me and it's just been terrific. And how long have you been in Fitzrovia for now? So I have had my gallery in Fitzrovia for 33 years. Um, we were the first gallery, or one of the first galleries to move here. And now all the galleries have moved here. It's probably the major art gallery place um, in London now. And it's just such a great area and traditionally has been known for its um, artists and poets. Um, all Walt mate, there's going to be a, a, a Oscar Wilde walk and talk Oscar Wilde in Fitzrovia but all there's been major painters have lived here and worked here so yeah, Walter Sickett's one of the boys isn't he Walter Sickett Walter Sickett my husband Matthew Sturgis wrote the biography of Walter Sickett oh I didn't know that so he knows everything I might have a chat with him about that later on yeah he knows everything about Walter Sickett and we're here in, in uh, Warren Muse, which you'll probably see if you look on some of the video channels at, around bohemianbritain.com. And it's, I mean, Euston Road's just over there, one of the busiest roads in, in the UK, quite possibly. And this is like a little kind of green, tranquil sort of haven. What was, what's the history of these muses? Okay, so um, it's very, very interesting because um, we're in the heart of one of the greatest cities in the world, and yet it's like a village. And when I first came here, there wasn't a single blade of grass in this muse. It was just rubbish. And so what we... Bye-bye. Come to the others. See you again. Brilliant. Oh, fantastic. And so I um, just used to rescue um, plants that had been abandoned by the roadside and look after them and put them down the muse. And every weekend I'd water them. And eventually, over the decades, um, my neighbours started helping and so this has all been done by people power. It's fantastic. Isn't it? One second, I have to go and welcome. Yes, no, go go and do your stuff. I'll have a little walk round. Um, we've got the band playing of course in the background. Um, and I've, uh, I'm going to see if I can grab hold of someone. Oh, that looks nice. Oh, it's wine, isn't it? Okay, I'll just check out the wine and I'll be back in a moment. <coughs> oh, but before I do, before I check out the wine, talking of checking out the wine, I thought I might come and have a, have a word with this chap here. This chap, you got, you got a minute. This is Lee, Lee Lyons, who, uh, what's your official title? Uh, Chief Operating Officer of Fitzrovia Partnership. And just tell us what, it's a business improvement district, a bid, isn't it? What, what, does the, what does it do? Yeah, it's a collective businesses operating in the area who have elected a company to help represent them to look after cleanliness, safety, economic development and so on. So all about Fitzrovia. 
Yeah, and of course you do some good art stuff as well, he said, because you helped us with our, our uh, uh, the London Literary Pub Crawl walks as well earlier on. And we've just done some walks actually celebrating Fitzroy for a new business that's moved into town. We have, that's great. Um, I think we've known each other a long time now, going through the area with uh, various trails and the like, and you know, supporting Fitzfest now with the music festival has uh, become an intricate part of, <laughs> of the area. Sorry, I'm getting... That's all right, mate. No, I'll, I'll let you go, because people are actually... It's a live thing. Thanks, Lee. Thank you very much. Thank you. Very proud. Now I'll try and check out where the wine's gone.
grand, wasn't it? That's a little bit of music there from um, Indigo Blue. And I'm going to sort of work my way back up the muse now uh, and see. I'm just whispering to myself because it's quite strange talking into a, into a little furry thing like I am. Hey, no, that's no way of talking about that. And see if we can have a chat with uh, about the Fitrovia Festival. Now, I've not quite made my way to the beer table yet. There isn't beer, it's wine. But um, I was gonna, we're going to have a word with one or two people. So, hello, sorry, I'm just, you, you're, you're involved in this. I'm Denise Julian from Holcroft Court, and I'm helping the neighbourhood to be aware of what's happening in Fitzrovia and promote the neighbourhood. And we want Fitzrovia to be a welcoming area, but different to Soho. That's interesting. How would that work? It's working out quite well, because years ago we did a, an opera in the square. I don't know if you know about this. We did it four years running. That was very expensive. This is in Fitzroy Square? In Fitzroy Square, yes. And Rebecca, on a spin-off, has started a festival of her own, which is absolutely fa fantastic. And that's and how, how, what, how are you, what are you practically doing in terms of getting people to know about Fitrovia and the difference between here and Soho, which is really just the other side of Oxford Street, isn't it, for people that don't know? Well, I think we're a very strong community and our councillors know that. So if they bring something to the, our neighbourhood that we don't like, they're going to hear about it. And we do canvas and lobby our local MPs to make sure that we don't want like the uh, outdoor dining that they have out there because they're all complaining about it. <laughs> We have it here in um, Charlotte Street, but Charlotte Street isn't really Fitzroy. Is Charlotte Street Fitzrovia? Yeah. It is, it is. But that's, it's sensible. Yeah, it's sensibly done, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> no, it is tastefully done. Absolutely. Yes. No, I, I love the area as well. You sort of get this feel. I sort of, it's like sort of Soho's slightly more responsible, grown-up, sophisticated sister. Well, also, I find that people who live here, and who, especially those who own their flats, don't take it for granted. And we, we work towards keeping it a good neighbourhood. We make sure the police know about crime. We make sure that litter isn't dropped. We make sure that dog owners are responsible. And that's how you keep it super. Yeah, super. it does. It feels very villagey, doesn't it? It I, does, I, it I, is. The yes. few years I've been around here, that's something that, more so than Soho. Yes, uh, Soho seems to be more transient. And I think people who come to Fitzrovia, we all boast about how long we've lived here. We're trying to outdo each other. So. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much. I'm going to see if I can get, get, get Dan's in now, get Dan's words in. I mean, you see so much change in this area, and it's great that it's constantly renewing and constantly changing, but I just want us to remember what a fantastic history this place has. All the characters and all the musicians, the artists, the writers, the poets, the politicians, um, the ordinary people that have lived their lives in this area. It's such a kind of rich, interesting, amazing piece of London. Um, and I think that it sort of deserves attention and deserves care and deserves the nurturing of, of our shared history. Um, so that's what this is really about. I mean, I'd, I'd love to thank Claire Louise for all her love and support and the amazing Rebecca Hossack for, for carrying the beacon on. Um, unfortunately, we didn't do anything last year. That would have been the fifth anniversary. But so this is, 
So this is year six, um, and we sort of hope to be going on from strength to strength and growing and building on, on the successes of past years. And thank you so much for coming. Thank you for playing. It's brilliant to have you guys here. Um, and enjoy the party. Well, you more or less said it then. Hi, <laughs> so, could you officially introduce yourself? Oh, yeah, hello, I'm Dan Bates. Um, and yeah, oh, I'm being... <laughs> you almost be doorstepped, aren't you? <laughs> I am, I am. It's like... Call the end of your speech there. Okay, right. Just, just, so just tell us, you created the idea of the Petrovia uh, Festival. Yeah, um, I mean, there, yes, I mean, I, I've, like I was saying, I mean, I've lived in the area for 15 years. Um, and I, it's an area that I really love and it, it kind of really fascinates me, the history of this place. Um, I don't know if you've, you've ever read, read, seen the book, The Characters of, it's, uh, Characters of Fitzrovia by Mike Pentelow, who sadly died last year. And he was a great supporter of the festival and a, just a wonderful human being and a true Fitzrovian in that, in that sense. Um, but it was really reading that book that you kind of all these weird stories and histories of the, of the area. It's so fascinating um, because like traditionally it was sort of it, it was a, a rather more down at heel area. So so more interesting people could actually afford to live here, like the artists and the poets and the writers and, you know, anarchists and all kinds of people made their home here. So that's really what the festival is about, just, just kind of like uncovering that history and celebrating the past and the present of this amazing area of Fitzrovia in which we live. And, and what's your background? Is, uh, are you involved in the arts? Well, so I'm, I'm a classical musician. Um, I've got a job with three orchestras, and I, I've, so I've, I've just actually hot-footed it from playing at Holland Park Opera this afternoon. Um, and so classical music is where I was coming from, but it's lovely that it's it's sort of been adapted to encompass visual art and poetry and jazz and all kinds of things because, you know, Fitzrovia has a wide ranging and it encompasses so many different art forms. So it's, it's a lovely thing. But what is it, if there was one thing that was special about Fitzrovia, what would you say it would be? I mean, that's a difficult question, I know. But I, I feel it, having worked in the area, we do the London Literary Pub Crawl and the, did the Dylan Thomas celebrations for the Centurion. I feel this villagey thing as well. What What is it, I don't live here, but I'm in West London, but what is it, if you had to put it into a sentence, what would it be? I mean, I'd, I'd say community, actually, which, I think in central London is quite rare, maybe because it's quite a small geographical area. A lot of people know each other, a lot of people, you know, it's kind of a neighbourhood feel and everyone's very interested and passionate in, about this area that live here. So I think that's probably what I'd say, community. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. Thank you very much, Dan, for being doorstepped and thank you very much for doing this, which is a, and the weather's held out as well. So. <laughs> <For> now. <laughs> thank Thanks, you. Dan, thank you. And I'm moving over here now. I'm sorry, I've already forgotten your name again. It's I'm Nick. Phil. Phil. And, and just tell us a little bit about your involvement with Vitrovia and what you're up to at the moment. Well, I'm an artist at the Rebecca Hozak Gallery. Been there with her for about 15 years. And I do pictures which she sells all over the world. And uh, what, what sort of got you into it? <laughs> which is a strange thing to say. We talk a lot to writers on this show as well. The festival itself. Uh, yes, and also the, the, your artistic journey. Well, uh, I got into the festival by being invited by Rebecca, because I actually live in Kilburn. Whoops. Whoop. Oh, I think I'll let you really out. I'm a local. <laughs> but, um, I'm in Chiswick, I don't say. But I am a local by default because the gallery is just around the corner and she's my gallery, so I am. And she's been phenomenal. I mean, she had, what, three or four galleries at one point around the area. She's sort of uh, completely well, she's got ingrained. Two galleries uh, in London right now, and she used to have one in New York. I think there's one in Miami. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. 
And what's your style of art, if you don't mind me asking, an ignorant question? I do prints, which have been quite popular, of books on shelves. Yes, of course, she was mentioning earlier. And what, what, what was your journey into art? I mean, was it something your parents oh, my journey did? journey into art started when I was about two... How long have I got? Yeah, that's a while. <laughs> about three year old. Well, I've been drawing all my life. Drawing, making pictures all my life. I went to Leeds College of Art with my wife, Susan. Hello. The artist's wife, hello. <laughs> Brilliant. And then I went to the Royal College of Art. And that's how I wound up in London. Yeah, 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 I could tell from the accent. Oh, it's brilliant. Well, thank you very much for allowing me to doorstep you. That's <laughs> and all right. Good luck with the prints and enjoy the music. Great, yeah, yeah. It's a lovely day. It is, isn't it? Hey, perfect timing. <laughs> Now, I'm actually, I am working my way nearer and nearer to the wine table. And I've just had a word with uh, Dan. I suppose, you have a little quick moment? Have you got a quick what? moment just to tell us about your involvement here? I hate public speaking. <laughs> you don't have to public, it's just me and you. Yeah, this little electric that's not my thing at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm very happy to have been able to support Dan in his vision and um, to do something which is such a contribution to Fitzrovia, which is a place that I love. It's like my first home when I first lived in London, first worked in London. And um, I love this area. This is a beautiful way to celebrate it. Well, don't you did that extremely well. <laughs> it's a lovely day as well. Hey! bit of cool music going on there and I'm joined now by a Sohomian, a Sohemian I should say. Yeah exactly. So Mark, just introduce yourself. You're, you're My name is Mark Powell and I'm a bespoke tailor. I have a shop on Newburgh Street in Soho but I basically, Claire Louise is my partner so I spend a lot of time over in Fitzrovia. So. And you're, you're, a, you're known as a tailor to the stars. I've made, I've for, many, that, I've made for many celebrities, um, well movie stars, pop stars etc but I don't want to drop too many names. <laughs> I could drop a few, but yeah. Mick, Mick Jagger's always telling me off about well, name dropping. You know, funny, I've, I've made stuff for Mick as well. I made, I've made, he has been a client in the past. <laughs> and so, what, what brings you over Oxford Street then? Well, it, that's what's great for me because obviously, because of um, obviously Claire Louise lives on Hanson Street, so I come over here quite a lot, and it's good to get out of Soho, especially on a Sunday, because you know at the moment you've got all the streets are very busy before the dining outside so it's actually quite nice to come over here it's a bit more chilled i like the sort of vibe in fitzrovia as well 
it's good. It is a good, but I mean, it's it's funny, isn't it? The Dipwater. We've, we've done a thing called the London Literary Pub Crawl, which starts mm. with Fitzroy and ends in yeah. Soho. Yeah. And there is, a, I sort of think of Fitzroy as perhaps I mentioned earlier as Soho's perhaps slightly more respectable older sister, perhaps. I think definitely. I think it, well, it, what's also good is it's still not quite as commercialised as what Soho has become. And, you know, there's it's still a lot more independent businesses over this side as well, which is very much what the old spirit of Soho was, which is slowly sort of gone. But there's still some there, but it's not what it was like. And that's a good thing about Fitzgerald, there is still that individual sort of um, creative thing that it can express itself a lot better over this side and over Fitzrovia than you can in Soho now. And uh, I mean I've got to mention it, how, how have you got on during lockdown and the last sort of 18 months? No, I've, I've been really good actually, I mean to be perfectly honest, uh, we, I moved to a new shop, I'd been in Marshall Street for 10 years and I moved to my new shop in January and we opened in April and because this year there were weddings, I mean that was the difference. So you know, we love it or hate it, weddings are great for business for me for formal tailoring obviously and stuff so we've been very busy it's been very very good and even in the lockdown it wasn't too difficult because I still was selling online I do ready to wear etc that we can sell online so it wasn't too bad really yeah. I mean just the whole thing of being inside was a little bit depressing to see all the places like the Groucho boarded up and so house boarded up etc but I mean uh, you know as I said on the personal level with the business it's not been that bad at all did Trisha's open during the... Uh, Trisha's, well, of course. It's next to where I live on Greek Street. Oh, brilliant. So I live next door to Trisha's. So it's always, if I've had a big night out, I can sometimes, if I'm stumbling around, I'll stumble down Trisha's <laughs> and then stumble out because it's only next to where I live. So it's perfect. Oh, perfect. Oh, well, thank you for that. I'm glad you said it. Well, enjoy the rest of the day anyway. Thank you, Will. We'll see you in Soho. Yeah, thank you. Soho's great. And now, <laughs> Rebecca has brought me two more victories. <laughs> Sorry, I'm over the top there. Just uh, say hello and introduce yourself. Oh, hi, I'm Ron, and I've been living in Fitzrovia for the last three years. And you? I'm Kat, and I've been living with Ron in Fitzrovia for the last three years. I'm glad you didn't say two years. Anyway, so we're not getting into that. Brilliant. And so, and is it, was it what brought you to the area? Is it work, or is it just the fact that you knew it was here? What, what brought you to Fitzrovia three um, years ago? Well, we used to live across the other side in Marylebone. Um, and actually we just like the fact that there's just so much to do around here. So the restaurants, the bars, um, the pastry shops, I mean there's just so many things that are just really, really nice and, and it's a great location as well for um, if you work around here as well. So we walk everywhere so it's just the best of central London living. It is lovely I have to say. Mind you I'm in Chiswick so I have to, I can cycle here. But, um, and is it work that brought you to you Londoners anyway? Yeah, pretty much. Where, whereabouts? Which part? Um, so I grew up in West London, um, in Ealing, um, well, yeah. uh, but pretty much actually since I came back down to London to work, um, I've been living around central London, Southwark, Marylebone, now here in Fitzrovia, um, and I work up the road at one of the hospitals, so. Right, that, that, that's, that's, so you walk to work then? Yeah. And what about yourself? I've been uh, in London for about 17 years, so while, best part of London is Fitzrovia, the art, the culture. It's super close to my work, great for everything really. So, it is quite, yeah. yeah. Uh, we do a thing called the London Literary Pub Crawl as well, which has been going out okay. since the Olympics. Wow. And, and the, the, when you, there is something sort of special about this area, isn't there? There's a sort of a, and everyone's saying it, I mean, not just because we're here, but it's sort of, it, feels like, it feels like a village, perhaps. It does. Um, you've got this combination of, I guess, people who pass through for work, those of us who live here, and, and actually, certainly in the part we're in, there's just a really nice mix of business and residential. 
And I think in many parts of central London, actually it's one or the other. We've got a really good mix here. So. I think it's the strongest community we've had from anywhere we've lived. Everyone is really friendly and we've actually made proper friends. Yeah. You know, it's really nice. Brilliant. Well, on that note, I shall let you get back to the music. I've got to make my way to the wine table, which I've not Thank you very much. Thank you. Nice to meet you. So, I'm still on my way to the wine table, and just before I get there, I bump into this lovely person. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Olga, Olga Scott. I'm director of Scott's Travel Management. We're just round the corner at uh, 141 Whitfield Street. And how long have you been working in the area for? Uh, not long, about 27 years. Oh, so you're getting used to it then. <laughs> yeah. You know your way around now then. Yes. <laughs> and, and what to you, I mean obviously because your office is here, but is there a, I remember um, uh, uh, Dennis Publishing, uh, Felix Dennis, the publisher who wouldn't move his headquarters from Petrovia. Do, do you find there's a sort of a vibe about the place? This is where we must be because we, we are a visa agency. We deal with embassies and visa centers worldwide, you know, so all embassies are easy reach from here. So from when we started, uh, we had very first office in Gooch Street. Then we took, um, I can't remember the number, but it was Whitfield Street, it's Chinese uh, medical center there now. And later we moved to a bigger one and later we took another one, bigger one. So we're so slowly spreading on Whitfield Street. <laughs> well, we're slowly spreading. And so, but why, why Fitrovia particularly? Ah, A is beautiful. B, this side of uh, West Run is absolutely classy, charming, um, elegant. Uh, everything what we like is here. Uh, what we need for work are different um, underground stations, different lines, you know. Great Portland Street, Houston, Good Street, everything is here. So that's what good for our staff, um, for our clients. And also, the name Fitzrovia, it sounds right, no? Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Put it on the fits or something. <laughs> it does. <laughs> well, brief, well, thank you very much. Sorry to interrupt your drink there, but have, the, have a nice rest of the day. As you Absolutely, you too. Thank you. So, I've nearly made my way to the wine table, uh, and on the way, I've bumped into Matthew Sturgis, who is not only involved with Rebecca and the marriage to Rebecca for 30 years yeah. well, I've done that <laughs> um, but you've also well fascinating because you you're a writer and this is literary London hello <laughs> uh, well uh, very nice indeed to, uh, to uh, be here with you and um, uh, yes I mean it is one of the joys of, uh, of living in Fitzrovia is that sense of what sort of rich cultural loom uh, this is and um, you know, every day I find myself walking through Fitzroy Square and you have to, you know, um, avoid the ghosts of uh, George Bernard Shaw and uh, Virginia Woolf and, um, aside from all the, uh, the lesser lights and, uh, and figures. And uh, there's a, a sort of very vivid sense of connection that, uh, that you get as you um, stay uh, in the area and uh, you realise how... Uh, small physically, London uh, used to be in the in the 1890s, uh, the early 1900s, the years of the um, first years of the 20th century, um, and how people would encounter each other uh, the the whole time, and and certainly when um, 
Shaw and, and Virginia Woolf were living at, uh, at uh, different moments in uh, Fitzroy Square. They were very aware of one of the great Fitzrovian figures uh, uh, about whom I've written, uh, which is uh, Walter Sickert, uh, the, the great sort of father, really, of British figurative uh, painting, or the, sort of, uh, the modern manifestation of British uh, figurative painting. And he, of course, was a great Fitzrovian. He had studios throughout the, um, uh, the area. He had a studio on Warren Street, uh, where we live, on, on Charlotte Street, and most famously on Fitzroy Street, the continuation of Charlotte Street. And uh, he was so sort of lit up by the, um, the artistic community that he found uh, in Fitzrovia that he created a little exhibiting group of... Uh, of uh, fellow artists, slightly younger artists who were also painting in the area and they hired a studio on the first floor in, uh, in a house in uh, Fitzroy Street and they would host these little um, uh, open days every, every weekend where they'd exhibit work and uh, it was called um, the Fitzroy Street, uh, the Fitzroy Street Group. Photographer has just arrived. Oh, oh my God, Kate White and Luke White. Oh my God, these guys, amazing. <laughs> we're just checking about Walter Sickert, actually. We were just that's, all right. Walter <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. No, I'll come to you in a moment, actually. Yeah, no, you're so, you're so, oh, Chris is also the, the, the author of what the what's the book called, actually? Uh, the, the the book on Walter Sickert is called uh, Walter Sickert: A Biography, I think. <laughs> I'd maybe called Walter Sickert a life. That was my, uh, uh, but yes, Walter Sickert. It's and it's the, the writer of Walter Sickert is, is having to serve booze and stuff, isn't it? So I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, no. But what, what, I mean, how do you approach writing a biography like that? Is it just research, research, research? And what's your process? If you don't mind me asking that. Yeah, so research is the, uh, is the uh, key to it. And, and um, Sickert was a challenge in that he was somebody... Um, whose uh, uh, letters and papers hadn't really been col uh, collected. Um, um, I mean, with uh, Aubrey Beardsley, who I wrote about before, uh, uh, there'd been a, pu um, a published edition of his uh, collected letters. Um, there were two great libraries in America, one at Princeton and, uh, uh, and one at uh, Harvard, which had gathered really a mass of um, interesting material. Um, uh, uh, about him together uh, and so it was really quite possible to sort of focus um, one's research in two or uh, three places Where, whereas with Sickert it was scattered hither and yon some of it was still in private hands some, um, uh, some of it was in um, uh, libraries uh, across the UK a few things in America some things in France uh, and so uh, detective work was involved in searching it down also, and uh, not insignificantly, he had terrible handwriting, so it was a, a huge challenge deciphering uh, uh, his, his letters. Um, uh, and uh, it was intriguing to come across some of the other transcriptions that have been made before, you know, which uh, had launched off in very different directions, uh, indeed. Um, and, and then I think the other really important thing in structuring that research is to work out the chronology of a life. Uh, although you know, it can seem rather a, a sort of staid and boring, uh, boring thing and uh, a lot of modern biographies sort of um, play games with chronology and you, know, and you can certainly start in the middle and go back and forth. Uh, but in, in working out the actual dynamics of a, um, a life, actually arranging the information in chronological order and understanding the context of what else was happening at that time, you know, the other lives that were happening, uh, I think that's a very important thing.
And what, what got you into biographies, as it were? Um, I suppose uh, inquisitiveness. I mean, uh, uh, my sort of training was an, as an historian or whatever, and um, and that sort of human element of history, you know, is, is bi- biography, and it's a way to uh, to investigate the the past and to uh, engage with interesting people. And of course, you know, I've been very lucky to spend you know years of my life with such interesting people as Aubrey Beardsley, Walter Sickert, and and Natalie Oscar Wilde. So um, I, I read a thing called the London Literary Pub Crawl, which isn't quite as detailed as <laughs> yes, it, but, I, but that was I mean apart from the obvious research, which as you can tell yes. from my midriff, <laughs> it was liquidious. But uh, it was it was a fascinating area, yeah. and this area does. It, everyone that we've spoken to during the launch of the uh, the Fitzrovia Arts Festival has come up with the same thing. There's a sort of a vibe about yes. this part of London, and it's amazing. How how that that vibe has really sustained itself over centuries. I mean, I, I mean, the, the the sort of literary and artistic life uh, of the area was really established in the in the 18th century. I mean, the, you know, um, Constable had a, a studio here and lots of other uh, artists of that that period. It's always um, attracted um, you know revolutionaries and countercultural figures, and and um, uh, and I think. I suppose the aspirations for the area was that it was going to be a, a, a sort of smart new development on the the, the, the Duke of Grafton's estate, and uh, and sort of happily for the rest of us, I mean, it never really achieved that. Uh, that. And so these really nice houses, amazing houses, in the case of Fitzroy Square, sort of ended up getting uh, broken up and subdivided, and um, and and um, rents began declining, and uh, and artists could afford to move in, and. Uh, um, in a sort of mixture with, uh, you know, all sorts of other uh, types along the way. So it's, um, uh, you know, it does have a, a special flavour, and I think each generation sort of uh, encourages the next. Yeah, I love the fact that Dylan Thomas, back in the 1920s, had heard of Fitzrovia, and that was where he wanted to come yeah. to Yeah. Yes, I mean, so it's fame has spread even to Wales. So. Even Wales. <laughs> and so now, was Walter Sickett Jack the Ripper? Um, so <laughs> alas, uh, I mean, for my book, uh, no, he wasn't. Uh, he, he was obviously... Uh, he, he was a, a, a great painter, not a mass murderer. <laughs> Thank you. He's been dragged away now. So we were just about to solve the Jack the Ripper. Oh, never mind, not to worry. Anyway, you'll be glad to know I've actually made my way now to the wine table. So I'm going to have a glass. So here I am now at the wine table. Obviously, it's where all that good, cool people hang out. So would you like to introduce yourself? Um, I'm Joyce Filer. Um, I live reasonably near, and I'm an Egyptologist. Wow. What kind of got you into that? <laughs> was it, was yeah. it the history? What, what, what got you into... No, no, no. I did my, um, my, one of my degrees, was in, well, several of my degrees in Egyptology. And um, obviously, University College is where I did my... Uh, Egyptology because that's in the area and then I went to work at the British Museum you know having had you know done various qualifications. What a fab job. Are you still there? You're not there anymore? No 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 I mean I was there for about 12 years but then I've gone freelance now. Freelance Egyptologist. How does that work if you don't mind me asking? So do people bring things to you or they ask you to go? Usually um, I get people contacting me um, to write articles, chapters for their books or commit all kinds of commissions. Um, sometimes, as I said, sometimes it's writing for books, sometimes it's I can't obviously name names, but um, like some mummies were moved into London quite legally, all above board, and I was asked to go and examine them, sort them out, write reports on them, so they could then be sold on. So, 
you know, it's all different things. Fascinating. And I suppose preservation's part of it all as well. Well, I mean, I don't deal with the preservation. I would then get in perhaps conservators who I've known, you know, and recommend them, and they would deal with that. I deal with, I mean, in, you know, like in all branches of Egypt, uh, archaeology, um, you have to specialise in something. A degree in archaeology or Egyptology doesn't get you a job. You have to specialise. So my specialist interest is forensic, you know, looking at bodies, human and animal remains, human um, remains that are mummified or skeletal, doesn't matter. So, you know, you get asked to look at different things. I bet people like to have you at dinner parties, don't they? <laughs> Probably, yes, yes. I'd say it's a bit of a showstopper. It is really. Yeah, well. Especially when people are eating meat with bones in. Yeah. Um, they'll oh, suddenly like stop and say, oh, what do you think that looks like? Mm, is that chicken or is it really chicken or not? Is it animal or human? I don't know. <laughs> they do. People do. Brilliant. Yeah. I know. What a lovely thing. And you're here today for the, uh, um, the Fitzrovia Arts Festival? Well, yeah, yeah, because my partner lives in the area and he invited me along, so I thought it sounds really good. And know? we're at the wine table, which is exactly where we, we um, must be. That's oh, where we should thank be. you for your time. No, thank, thank you. Your and now thank I'm just going to move over here because so I'm just filming you two. Oh, I'm not like famous, you. she's famous. But you live in the area, don't you? I've lived in this area for 30 years. My name's Rick Barrett. Uh, I, I, uh, I grew up in this area, then I moved away, then I came back in my, uh, as a young man in my 20s. Uh, I've lived here for 30 years, like I said, so that makes me 22, obviously. Yeah, well done. And you look uh, really good on it. <laughs> I look pretty good on it, OK. You don't look 22. No. no. <laughs> Much younger. That's, that's exactly yeah, what I was trying to say. Uh, Delusion, of course. Uh, so, and, you know, obviously we're talking to people that are here and people that live in Fitzrovia, and yeah. I keep saying that there seems to be a sort of vibe about the place. What does it mean there to you? It is. It's a community, and I sort of embrace that spirit that uh, Fitzrovia has had for many years, and I uh, hope it continues. Uh, through COVID, you know, these uh, challenging times that we've been through uh, all together, hopefully, uh, or most of us, hopefully. Uh, and it's nice to, I think what's kind of reminiscent about today is that there's been other festivals before in Fitzrovia that have brought people together in this way, and it's nice to see that again. Uh, and artisans, bohemians, as, as this is very much about, um, uh, it's nice to see that, and I celebrate that. What's your particular interest? Because is it film that you, you mentioned? Yeah, I'm quite interested in film. So I, I like documentaries, uh, human rights uh, documentaries, specialist topical, factual and interest documentaries. So that's kind of my area of uh, interest or expertise. And this area was also known for its sort of radicals in the past, wasn't it? I mean, Karl Marx used to give chats down at what was the, uh, the old pub down on um, Thingy Bobby Place. You know, I mean, it, but it's sort of been known for, for radicals, I suppose. Uh, avant-garde, people yeah. that are left of centre, that uh, want to make a statement about themselves, that are stand out to oppose whatever fraction of the of legislation or government that uh, confronts them. And uh, it's kind of fundamentally uh, about that, or it has been. And I quite liked the fact that um, when people try, or developers try to turn this into no-ho, which is the American thing, you know, you've got yeah. Soho and no-ho. Yeah. Object, you know, uh, ejected. Community that kind of squashed that. Really. I think so. Yeah, it didn't work because we don't want to be stereotyped as a community that, you know, in any particular way that just this is what we're about. We're not. We're no. We're about welcoming new people to the community, embracing what they can bring to add to that community, and this is symbolic of that. You know, and that's all we want. It's very simple. 
brilliant. Well, thank you for your time. Nice to meet you. I'll... What's your name? Nick. Nick, Nick. Hennigan. Nice so to meet you. So, do you operate from? Well, on that note, it's been such a lovely day. I think I shall. Oh, definitely going to find the wine table in a minute now. But uh, that's it for me. Thank you very much for your company. You can hear more on BohemianBritain.com, the London Literary Pub Crawl.com podcast page, and uh, all over the place, really. Uh, I'm Nick Hennigan. This is Residence 104.4 FM. <laughs>